Ladies and gentlemen, back again with another episode of the Bow Down Podcast. I'm Joe, that's John. John, we got to jump right into it because there is some huge transfer portal news that we need to talk about in regards to our Washington Huskies. So take it away because I see a lot of four-star recruits coming in this transfer portal. Yeah, you know, like we touched on last week, they already had a commitment from Will Rogers who signed this past Wednesday. Um, We have B.J. Green we touched on last episode. He officially signed. And linebacker Ethan Barr from Vanderbilt officially signed on Wednesday. But they did add two more transfer portal commitments. Uh, First, offensive tackle Drew Azopardi, the 6'7", 315-pound offensive lineman. He's still going to have three years of eligibility left. And, I mean, at that size... And the athleticism that he presents, he's going to be one of those guys that there he's going to come in and replace that Troy Fontanu and, you know, just take over that anchor and be the number one guy on the offensive line. They also brought in FCS superstar Sebastian Valdez, defensive lineman, who the past two seasons has over 40 tackles in both seasons and five and a half sacks. So another guy to shore up some of those things on the defensive line as well. And that's kind of what you see these Washington Huskies now being able to do where you don't have to go and pitch to these top recruits. You kind of let the program speak for itself with the past and recent success that they've had. And Kalen DeBoer, uh, co-Pac-12 coach of the year a season ago, now winning every major coach of the year award this season, it kind of recruits itself. Why wouldn't you want to come and play for a coach like Kalen DeBoer who only has two losses in two seasons and he's probably the hottest coach right now in the college football world period that nobody's really talking about, which is a shame because he needs all the notoriety possible Everybody should be talking about him endlessly because he's been doing the damn thing in Seattle. Yeah, Home Depot head coach of the year, Kalen DeBoer. The winning program that he has instituted over these last two years and what he's done on the field, both on the offensive side with the people like Penix and Rome, as well as the defensive side, it really speaks for itself when it comes to having these high-caliber recruits coming to Washington to come play for Kalen DeBoer and these Huskies. We're talking about transfer portal, but, John, something else very important to the program happened this week. It was early National Signing Day. Talk to me about some of these recruits that we're getting out of high school who are looking to potentially make some impact on the Huskies next year, two years, three years down the line. Now, first and foremost – The Huskies ranked 36 in recruiting class this upcoming season, which isn't that great by no measure. And, of course, you get the Oregon fans talking about how they've been top 10 the last two seasons. And you see that stupid video of Dan Lanning all over social media where he's smoking a cigar with the national signing day playing in the background now 
he might be getting those five-star recruits at an alarming rate. However, they haven't been able to translate to success the way that these Washington Huskies have been able to develop these four and three-star recruits, get them to stay for a while, um, mold them into a great player, and you know just have the success that they've been having. First and foremost, you have probably the best recruit from this class being edge rusher Noah Carter from Phoenix, Arizona. He's He really did it all for his high school team, receiver, running back, quarterback, whatever you might have. But the best position for him is edge rusher, and they haven't had a player where he's ranked in the top 100, he's ranked in the top three at his position, come into Seattle ever. Um, then you bringing in another four-star recruit and Demarcius Davis, a quarterback from Etiwanda, California. Friend of the program, Demarcius Davis. Friend of the program. He, he, he's, he's a great athlete. He has a very strong arm. He's tall. He's a prototypical size for an NFL quarterback that any team's looking for. And I really, <clears throat> I touched on it the last episode. I really want it to be an open competition for the quarterback position, even though they do have Will Rogers coming in because that just that just brings out the best in the players. It brings out the best in competing against the other players, and you're going to get the best guy for that job. And unfortunately, the only downfall of the transfer portal is when you start losing players in the transfer portal that don't get opportunities where they should be getting opportunities. So that's another battle in itself that you're going to have to face when you get these incoming recruits. Um, And the last four-star recruit they have is Pocky Fanau, offensive tackle from Oak Hills, California, another big, big body offensive lineman. He should be able to play right away no questions asked, uh, you know, kind of sure up that offensive line next to Parker Brailsford. Um, I want to touch on Dominic Kirks, the defensive lineman from Ohio, did not sign his letter of intent, but he was previously committed to Washington. He's recently been flirting with the idea of going to Ohio State, being that he is from Ohio, but it's not over just yet. You still have the other regular signing day in February. So this is just the early go around where the players are hundred percent sure on this is the team. This is the university that they want to spend their time at. So there is still time to win him back. However, right now he is not committed. You also have three-star safety Peyton Waters from Northridge, California, another playmaker, one of those stereotypical Washington Huskies defensive backs who is just going to be a playmaker for the Huskies defense. Then you also have safety Joshua Lair, another three-star recruit from Houston, Texas, another one of those guys, stereotypical Washington Huskies. If Washington Huskies knows how to recruit at a certain position, it will be defensive backs. And when back in the day when Jimmy Lake was out there recruiting the defensive backs, he would only recruit a certain number of defensive backs because he was only recruiting the defensive backs who he thought would go on and play at a high level in the NFL. And I think that still is today as well, where they're only recruiting defensive backs where they know that they could possibly 
go on to the NFL and their game definitely translates well to the NFL. Then you have Paul Menke Jr., another three-star recruit at safety um, from Sabalo, Texas. He was originally a Duke commitment, but they were able to flip him and get him to come on to the Washington Huskies. Then you have three-star recruit Decker DeGroff, tight end, athletic as all hell. He needs to definitely put on some weight, though, to play at this next level, especially in the Big Ten. He's going to have to learn how to block a lot better than what he does, but he is definitely in that body type where he can go into the red zone and be a red zone target and a huge threat anytime they're about to score. You have back-to-back wide receivers in Justin Williams and Jason Robinson, both three-star recruits from Oaks Christian and San Juan Hills, who are on the shorter statue, but they're still speedsters, and they're going to bring another element to that offense and be explosive. You have defensive lineman Kiana Wilhite, three-star recruit from Crescent City, California, another guy, big body. He's going to come on. He could be an instant impact player for this team. Then you have Ratumana Bulabalafu, defensive tackle from Stockton, California, four-star recruit, Um, another one of those guys that once you have that size, they're going to come and work with you, and you're going to be an instant uh, fighting for playing minutes, fighting for playing time. As long as you have that size, that work ethic, and the athletic ability, they're going to come and work with you, and they're going to come recruit you. Then to round that. Before you continue, the one thing there's a there's a trend I'm seeing in some of these of these national signing day recruits that Washington is bringing in. There's a lot from California. Kalen DeBoer and his team put in the work in California this year, pulling a lot of recruits out of Southern California who would have probably went to USC or UCLA or Cal, and they brought them to Washington. Is that a testament to what the program is doing more on the field as one of the final four in the college football playoff? Or is it a testament more so to the recruiting efforts that Kalen DeBoer and his staff are are putting forth right now? It's going to be a little bit of both because, like we said before, you have the success. Now you're going against recruiting for USC, UCLA, Oregon, Oregon State. And now even going to the Big Ten next year, you're going to have to be going and recruiting against the likes of Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. So, I mean, it's never ending. And to have all these players from California is huge. And to have that pipeline being set in place is huge going forward because now you see these players, instead of staying home, going to UCLA, going to Cal, going to Stanford, they're coming up to the Pacific Northwest to come play for Kalen DeBoer and these Washington Huskies. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great job they're doing. And obviously, you know, to compare it to some of the other bigger schools, with more notoriety like the Ohio States, the Michigans, obviously it's going to look like Washington has has fell flat or fallen behind. But some of these four-star recruits are going to be game changers day one for these Washington Huskies. So super excited about that. I know I kind of took you off your, your, your game here, but talk to me a little bit about Kamori House, the three-star linebacker out of St. John Bosco. Um, 
powerhouse in St. John Bosco, another, like we said, plucking those players out of the California area to come up to Seattle, a game changer. You have Elias Johnson, defensive back from uh, just white, uh, David Boya John, offensive tackle from yet again, Clovis, California. And rounding it out is three-star recruit Omar Khan, defensive lineman from Cypress, Texas. I mean, each and every one of these players can be a game changer and they fit the mold perfectly into what Kalen DeBoer is looking for in future stars, future playmakers, and to have these Huskies in great hands going forward. Another thing I wanted to touch on that I forgot to touch on during the transfer portal, they did now lose three players from the current roster to the transfer portal in redshirt freshman now, Tayshawn Lyons, who today has decided to enter the transfer portal, which is a shame. He was a four-star recruit last year, um, which now brings their total to three with backup quarterback Dylan Morris entering the transfer portal and defensive back Vincent Lundley also expected to enter into the transfer portal. However, on a brighter side, Giles Jackson, that wide receiver who Michigan transfer, who stepped up huge at times for the Washington Huskies, was granted an extra year of eligibility. So he's going to be coming back next year. There have been rumors that Jalen McMillan could potentially also be offered an extra year of eligibility if he decides to come back. And there's even been rumors that Jalen Polk is going to come back for another season. Uh, kind of Ryan Grubbs kind of installing it into him to you see what Rome has done with that extra year of eligibility to solidify himself as being one of the top receivers in the country and seeing what that could potentially do for your draft stock and do to put up more numbers, put up all this production and prove yourself even more of being a quality NFL talent. Yeah. We're going to continue bringing all the information, news, noteworthiness to you guys on the bow down podcast about transfer and about the transfer portal, about National Signing Day, and if anybody else puts pen to paper for the Washington Huskies. But, John, before we dive into the matchup preview of the Huskies versus the Texas Longhorns, we do have some news about a special guest joining us next week. Do you want to break the internet right now? Yeah, we are going to have 1991 national champion, of the Washington Huskies, star wide receiver, Pac-10 player of the year, All-American, uh, Mario Bailey coming onto the show next week. We are super excited. We've been talking to him now for about two weeks, trying to get everything situated. But we are over the moon excited to have such a legend come onto this show. And we're going to talk about what the team was back then, what he thinks of the team now, what he thinks about the chances of Washington potentially bringing a second national championship back to Seattle after him playing on the only national championship team. So we're super excited. We can't wait to talk to him. We can't wait to pick his mind. And oh, yeah. we're going to, we're going to touch on many, many subjects today. Uh, and NL and NIL deals, recruiting transfer portal, um, potential what the matchup would be if today's team played the team from back then and 
we're going to touch all bases. And even if you guys have any questions that you will want to ask, just shoot us a DM and, and we'll be more than happy to ask him. So stay tuned to that for next week. Mario Bailey joining us here on the Bow Down Podcast. John, time is ticking. We are forever getting closer to New Year's Day when we will be taking on the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, today, I want to focus on the Washington Huskies offensive line versus the Texas Longhorns front seven, which might be one of the most, if not the most, crucial matchup in this upcoming Sugar Bowl. So talk to me about the benefits of what the Washington Huskies offensive line has done. Talk to me about what we can expect from the Texas front seven and everything in between. First and foremost, shout out to the Washington Huskies offensive line who just yesterday were awarded the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. Well-deserved this season. They've only allowed 11 sacks through 13 games, which ranks fourth nationally and just dominated some of these games. You heard Oregon State talking all this nonsense about how they're more physical. You heard Oregon talking about all this nonsense of how they're more physical. And this Washington offensive line just went out, dominated, game in, game out. Surprise, surprise, we have a really good run game. Surprise, surprise, we have the number one passing game in the nation. And it's 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 well-deserved, and it's one of the best offensive lines probably ever assembled in college football, period. Um, first and foremost, you have freshman starting center, Parker Brailsford, who won second team All-Pac-12, and Longhorn fans have already taken to Twitter to poke fun of, of his size and everything like that. Um, he's only 6'2", 270 pounds, and compared to the behemoth that Texas is going to show out and put out there going against him, it's definitely going to be a sight to see. But in this season so far, Parker Brailsford, other than Troy, has really been the best offensive lineman on this Huskies line. And then you have Troy Fontanu, uh, future first-round pick, uh, one first team all pack 12 this this past year then you're gonna have junior right tackle roger rosengarner honorable mention all pack 12 and they've really been the three that anchors this offensive line and as long as michael Penix jr uniform is clean the huskies are gonna have the best chance at winning the ball game however this texas defensive line is going to put up some fits. They are definitely not lacking in size. First and foremost, you have sophomore defensive end Ethan Burke. He We touched on it a little bit last episode. He has five and a half sacks on the year. He stands at, you know, a small statue of 6'6", 260 pounds. Um, senior defensive tackle to Vondre Sweat. 6'4", 362 pounds. Big boy. Big boy. Two sacks on the season. Uh, junior defensive tackle Byron Murphy, the second. He's listed as 6'1", 308 pounds. He also has five sacks on the year. Defensive tackle Alfred Collins is 6'5", 317 pounds. 
He had two sacks on the season. And on the other side, the other edge rusher, Junior Junior Baron Sorrell, who was listed as 6'4", 261 pounds, has four sacks on the year. So as you can see, the size is there. The size is NFL relatable. It translates well to the NFL. They're all going to be playing on Sundays one way or another. And it's definitely going to be a matchup worthwhile. It's definitely going to be a matchup worthy to keep your eye on coming into this Sugar Bowl game. Um, and like I said, Joe Moore Award winners, 11 sacks on the year. This offensive line is more than capable. And the recipe for winning these last few games down the stretch was letting Dylan Johnson run wild. And if you're going to be able to get him going, you're going to be able to run the ball, uh, control the time of possession, bleed that clock, play keep away from Quinn Ewers and all those weapons that they have on the offense. Not saying our defense can't can't hold their own because their defense is well more than capable of holding their own. But anytime you don't allow that other team's offense back on the field, you're going to have a very good chance of winning the ball game because you need to score points in order to win the game and your defense doesn't score many points for you. So if they're able to sustain those drives, pound the block, and control the line of scrimmage, the Huskies aren't going to lose to anybody. And I think the aspect of the Dylan Johnson emergence as the lead back and the rushing game as a whole definitely takes this Huskies offense to another level. John, over his last five games at USC, 26 carries, 254 yards, four touchdowns, versus Utah, 23 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Oregon State, 16 carries, 89 yards. Washington State, 21 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And obviously in the Pac-12 championship, 28 carries, 152 yards, and two touchdowns. That's eight touchdowns over the last five games and well over 500 yards in those five games. He is a game changer, and it's something that I'm hoping, as a Huskies fan, the Texas Longhorns take lightly because they're so focused on Penix and the big three of wide receivers. But I know, and you know, that this offensive line, if they're firing all cylinders, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And if you get some pancakes and get those lanes open for Dylan Johnson, he'll be breaking off runs all day long. Finally, John, before we let loose and get out of here, it's time for the alumni spotlight. Who do we have as the alumni spotlight this week on the Bad On Podcast? I'm going to go with another member of that 1991 National Championship team. I'm going to go with somebody whose son currently plays for the Washington Huskies. I'm going to go with tight end Mark Bruner, whose son is Carson Bruner, the stud playmaking linebacker who, you know, as a reserve role, went back-to-back 14 tackle games against Oregon State and then Washington State. Uh, But his dad, Mark, played for the Huskies from 1991 to 1994. He was a national champion, part of that 1991 team. He was an All-American in 1993, two-time All-Pac-10 in 1993 and 1994. His career college stats were 90 receptions, 1,012 yards, and four TDs. Uh, NFL thought the world of him. He was a first-round pick 
in the 1995 NFL Draft by the 27th overall by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He went on to have a very, very good NFL career, 14-year NFL career playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1995 to 2003. And then the Houston Texans from 2004 to 2008, his NFL career marks were 152 receiving yards, 1,333 yards receiving, and 18 touchdowns. And today he is currently a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like what you did there, combining what you've been doing from the 91 national champions and tying it back to the 2023 2024 hopeful national champion Washington Huskies huge episode John appreciate you for hanging out and spitting some facts about the Washington Huskies the transfer portal the national signing day and then obviously starting to break down that sugar bowl matchup of the Washington Huskies versus the Texas Longhorns like John mentioned next week we're going to be coming out potentially two episodes one special episode with our boy wide receiver great Huskies great Huskies legend and national champion Mario Bailey joining us here on the Bow Down Podcast, talking all things 91 national champs and what he thinks of this new team. On top of that, we're going to be continuing to break down this matchup versus Texas Longhorns because we are just over a week out from the game, the big game. So please stay tuned here to the Bow Down Podcast and all things Bow Down Podcast social media. John, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Super excited for next week's episode with Mario Bailey. Uh, just can't say enough about him. Real good guy. Um, definitely working with us, trying to find the time that fits with his busy schedule, working for the Seattle Seahawks. But we're able to come and hopefully bring a great episode with plenty of you know nostalgia and plenty of hope for this team going forward. And, you know, just kind of picking his brain seeing where he's at with this team, where he was at with the old team. And, you know, it's just great time, and I can't wait. I can't wait either. It's going to be a great time. Until then, make sure you're following us on Twitter or X and Instagram at the Bow Down, excuse me, at the Bow Down Podcast. Yes, the Bow Down Podcast. Truly appreciate each and every one of you listening, subscribing, liking, tuning in, and participating in all things Washington Huskies football here on the Bad Down Podcast. Yes.